Are you looking to grow as a leader? We have seen thousands of individuals across hundreds of companies as we've developed executive presence training, it's transformative, step off of the bench and into the mainstream inside their organizations as they lead, as they command a room, as they begin to develop the executive presence that is absolutely mandatory for influence in today's economy. How do you do it? Well, the good news is that executive presence is scientific, it's learned, and it's an opportunity for something for all of us to develop as we increase our awareness and increase our impact inside organizations. Today, in this episode, I'm going to share eight ways that you can focus on improving and training executive presence, whether it's for you, for somebody who works with you, or for new hires inside your organization. Let's dive in. First of all, what is executive presence? I mean, it's often thought of as charisma or charm. It's thought of as a flair for what you do. But executive presence is actually rooted in its first main components, which is competence. The good news is that competence often cannot be instructed, but executive presence can be on top of that. So competence is the first anchor of executive presence. But what goes on top of it? Well, the second piece of executive presence is the ability to communicate. So you begin with competence, and then you have to have the ability to communicate what the competence is and what the action should be inside an organization. The third thing is that executive presence comes with character. Executive presence isn't showmanship. It's the ability to influence and therefore to build trust and to maintain that trust over a long period of time. Executive presence can be learned. And the good news is it can also be taught. So let's walk through the eight things that we teach when we're instructing people on how to build executive presence. Number one, executive presence always begins with having a clear vision. Sometimes you're competent in a job, an analyst job, let's say, your first two years on the job. The ability to convey executive presence beyond that role is understanding the vision for why the role exists, which is often usually held at a managerial or a director role. But if instead you can embrace the fact that at the junior levels, you're contributing to a larger piece of work. You understand what the vision is, not just for your role, but also for specific projects that you're on. Having a clear vision is the first anchor stone. You'd be surprised when we're training people on executive presence on how few of them actually understand how their role ties back to the bigger picture of an organization and how when they're able to articulate what their vision and purpose is in the role, how that increases their executive presence overnight. Number two, it's essential that when you are conveying executive presence that you lead with an answer. This is often one of the most transformative pieces of moving people from a role where they're just analysts into a place where they are focusing on exhibiting executive presence. Because not do they any longer come with the three options or the 17 pieces of data or all of the work that they did as their backup, but they come with an answer. Their focus is on the action that they want to take. And a reorientation toward that action naturally instills confidence in the competence that someone has because they're being bolder, more upfront in their focus, and they're also a clearer communicator about what actions should be taken. Number three, building communication skills. 
We often find that people walk into presentations, meetings, and even their emails without a strategy. Communication is a strategic exercise. And when people don't have communication skills, when they haven't practiced them, or they simply haven't been taught, they'll often revert to what is natural, which is an abundance of information in lieu of an actionable answer. Building communication skills is a key piece of building both great communication tools, such as presentations and written communication, but also delivering that information in an effective way. We have a two-part training. One part focuses on the content, making sure that you are really focusing on the answer, driving for the vision, and then we move from there into focusing on the communication skills that go on top of it inside presenting. Number four, it's critical that you move from being an analyst to an advisor. When you're moving through the executive presence training and becoming better at executive presence, instead of being a person who answers questions directed toward them, you become a trusted advisor, someone who I go to as a senior leader and say, I'm interested in hearing what you have to say. And I know that you have a thoughtful process of coming up with your answer. I'm no longer impressed by the volume of work that you do. I'm impressed by your insights, by your recommendations, by your focus on what should happen next inside our organization. When you move from being an analyst to advisor, you exhibit increased executive presence in your role. Number five, beyond communication skills, there's networking and people skills that are involved with executive presence. Why? Because executive presence involves a feedback loop. It's not just you in isolation presenting your information. It's actually drawing on insights, references, ideas, and suggestions from other parts of an organization. That's why you'll find one person comes onto a new job and in one month, they're ready to be put in front of a client and someone else will come into the job and they, in six months are still not ready. Why? Because one person has quickly developed a feedback loop, a network, ideas and inputs from many other people. And one person is working more in isolation. It has nothing to do with whether you're an introvert or an extrovert. It's about sources of input into your work and developing a network. We'll be right back after this quick message. In today's corporate world, it's not enough to just do good work. How you convey your work determines how it and you are perceived by your stakeholders. Have you ever said something like, I have to give a presentation, but don't know where to start? I know what I wanna say, but I don't know how to say it? The meeting went off the rails. They kept asking me questions and missed the point. I feel stuck in my career. My work isn't getting noticed. If you ever asked yourself any of those questions, our Power Presentations program is for you. In Power Presentations, you work with an expert coach in 10 one-hour sessions on your actual work deliverables. Together, we clarify your key takeaways, work on putting a story together around those key takeaways, ensure that your data visualizations are clear and easy to understand, and make sure that your work is driving your stakeholders towards a decision point. Our goal to help you put your best foot forward to drive the stakeholder decisions you want and ensure that an unclear presentation doesn't neuter your influence. This is the first time that we're bringing the training we've done with Fortune 500 teams like Meta, CVS Health, American Express, Hershey, and eBay to individual clients. You can learn more about Power Presentations through the link in the show notes.
Number six, become a great listener. One of the things that we teach in our presentation and storytelling training is how to bake in opportunities for people to give you direct feedback, including what you got right, but more importantly, what you're missing the point on. We drive conversations instead of presentations. There's a huge difference between the two because presentations lead to ideas. Conversations lead to action. Finding that transformational moment inside a presentation can really drive that active listening opportunity. And people with executive presence are not afraid of ideas, afraid of feedback, or afraid of listening to others. Number seven, it's critical that you manage your perception. There was an old saying, dress like the job that you want to have. And in this role of executive presence, the same thing will be true. If you show up to all of your meetings and you're dressed sloppily, your background is complicated, you don't look like you got ready in the morning, or if you're not prepared for the meeting tactically, can have everything to do with your physical appearance all the way to your practical preparation. It's important that you understand that Executive presence is shaped by the perceptions of others, so it's important for you to manage your perceptions. We do a great job in our level two training of giving direct feedback to people on how they can more effectively connect with their audience. After all, we're an agnostic audience. We don't know who you are. We can direct that feedback in a way that's helpful and clear. Finally, and probably most importantly, those with executive presence remain calm under pressure. Gone are the days when the boot stomping and the hand fisting is the part of the executive culture. Instead, today, we're focused on collaboration, quick insights, driving toward action, bold moves. But those do not require pressure, yelling, or raising your voice in any way. Remaining calm under pressure, thinking about how something could get done, not what was done. Thinking about how to solve mistakes, not what the mistakes were, will be really critical for you as you're developing your role. We help people refocus on the opportunities instead of the obstacles, and executive presence is all about overcoming obstacles. If your organization battles with executive presence internally, if people can't present effectively to you externally, if they can't drive sales with their audiences in the way that you know they could or should, it's just because they need equipping and training. And the good news is that executive presence can be taught. We offer two levels of training for executive presence, and we would love to help your organization transform the way that you operate, the way that your people present, and the opportunities that you are faced with. We look forward to partnering with you. You can reach out and the comment that's on this episode, or you can find more information in the show notes. Thanks for joining. Thanks so much for listening to this episode on executive presence. If you need help transforming people inside your organization, or if you need the help yourself, we would love to be a part of that process for you. We have amazing executive training that's situated for groups, or you can book a one-on-one -on -one coaching session, and we'll tell you how you are. Sometimes people give you feedback and you can't interpret it. The issue could be executive presence. Sometimes you're not selling as much as you should. The issue could be executive presence. We'll help drive home where you are and where you could go with our effective training on executive presence. If you liked this episode, you can always subscribe, you can send us an email, you can leave a comment, or you can share it. You can find us on the web at managementconsulted.com or you can email us at team at managementconsulted.com. Thanks so much for joining.